Point Church in Columbus, Ohio, and I am standing in for your pastor, Pastor Jason Bentley and Alex. Thank you guys so much for having me today and uh, being a part of what's happening here at Waterview Church. To all of you guys who are watching online, I want to just thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of uh, the Waterview experience every weekend here because something good is happening at Waterview Church. And uh, I am always honored and appreciative of uh, pastors who open up their uh, pulpit to allow guests to come in and to share and to speak. I know how you know, sacred, you know, the stage is and the pulpit is and the uh, weight of responsibilities that pastors have in overseeing a particular church. And so again, thank you, Pastor Jason, for asking me to come and being with the great people of Waterview Church. I understand that you guys are in a series right now on the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I want to just come alongside Pastor Jason and kind of uh, just continue to strengthen that series uh, with a message that I believe the Lord has given me for you guys on today. And I believe if you tune in, uh, if you take good notes, listen and learn, you'll be blessed today as we talk some about the Holy Spirit. I want to say that the Holy Spirit has been uh, here in recent times, somewhat a taboo subject in many churches. Uh, some churches have put the Holy Spirit back on the shelf and really have been somewhat ashamed of the work that the Holy Spirit does in the life of a believer or in the life of a church. But I'm so grateful for churches like Waterview who understand the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, you may hear me refer to it, but really the Holy Spirit is not it. The Holy Spirit is He. He is the third part or person of the Godhead. Uh, you may have heard it said that, you know, uh, in the Father, uh, it, it, he, the Father was responsible for creation. The Son was responsible for redemption. And the Holy Spirit is responsible for power. And so if we're going to walk in uh, the power uh, of God, then we have to submit and surrender ourselves to the works of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, you might uh, have heard it said. So uh, I want you to uh, turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Ephesians chapter five, and then uh, go get Acts chapter two. Put your thumb in Acts chapter two, because we're going to go right from Ephesians chapter five over to Acts chapter two. And I'm going to read just a couple of verses here, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. In Ephesians chapter five, verse 18, it says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. He said, don't be drunk in wine, but be filled with the spirit. I want to make a similarity or a parallel there in a moment. Now let's read Acts chapter two, verse 13. And this is on the day of Pentecost when Jesus had left his earthly ministry, gone back to heaven, told his followers to go to the upper room and they were going to receive the gift from God. This gift was called the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And after they had received, it picks up here in verse 13 and says, others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. 
Now remember in Ephesians chapter five, we just read, he said, be not drunk with wine wherein in excess, but be filled with the spirit. After these men in Acts chapter two was filled with the Holy Spirit, it says that people mocked them. They looked on them and said, wow, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, it says, standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea, all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it uh, shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit, spirit is capitalized, it's the spirit of God, upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Wow, it's a mouthful. So right here, Peter is saying to them, these men are not drunk as ye suppose. There was something that had taken place after they had been filled with the Holy Spirit that they started acting in a way, they started behaving in a way that people looked at them and started mocking them and said, man, they've been drinking, they're drunk. But Peter stands up, he said, no, not as you suppose. In other words, he did not deny the fact that they were intoxicated or drunk, but not as ye suppose. In other words, they're not intoxicated or drunk off of wine or liquor per se, but they're intoxicated and drunk because they've just been filled with the Holy Spirit. And so just for a few moments, I want to talk about what it means being under the influence, the influence of the Holy Spirit. There are similarities in being under the influence of alcohol and being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. If this weren't true, then these men would have never been confused with what caused the influence. They said, these men are full of wine. They are drunk. But Peter said, no, not as ye suppose. I'm just wondering what was it that made the onlookers think that these men were drunk on wine? And I believe that there were some behaviors that were displayed that suggested that maybe these men were drunk on wine. Because again, there are some similarities from being intoxicated or drunk on wine and drunk with the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about for a few moments how the Holy Spirit impacted their behavior and one behavior in particular, and that is the first indicator that these men was drunk was in how they spoke, how they were speaking because they were speaking that day and all these people heard them speaking and they thought, wow, these guys are drunk. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he impacts how you talk. This is very important that you understand this. When you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he impacts how you talk. And I think it's important because many of us need to understand the power of our words, the power that we speak, the power that God has given us through the Holy Spirit. And when we open up our mouths, it can change things. 
you know, when, when you get saved, it's interesting because there's so many people who are saved today, but they don't understand the power of their words. They don't understand the power of communication. They don't understand the power of conversation. They don't understand the weight that their words carry in the spirit realm whether it has to do with physical illness, whether it has to do with debt or poverty, or whether it has to do with mental illness, whether it has to do with some sort of uh, depression, some sort of anxiety, your words carry weight when they've been influenced by the Holy Spirit and you can change situations. You can literally change atmosphere with the power of your words. And we see it throughout the scriptures where people would speak things and things would happen. And so I think the first indication that these guys had been drinking or that they were drunk was because of how they were speaking. How do you speak as a believer? How do you talk as a believer? What does your words sound like as a believer? Are they full of doubt, full of unbelief, full of fear, or are they full of faith, full of trusting God? full of courage because you understand you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. I never forget years ago when I was learning this and God was teaching me, I needed to change my vocabulary. In other words, it needed to match what God had done in my life. And sometimes that seems to go crosswise or contrary or contradicting to how the world talks and how the world sees things. And sometimes you have to be willing to just look silly and look stupid and look like a fool if you're going to speak the word of God because you've been influenced or empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I remember years ago, God told me something. Over in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, I think it starts out by saying, have faith in God. And then here's what it says. It says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed be thou cast into the sea. Listen, and it says, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Wow, that's powerful. In other words, he's saying there's power in your words. You can speak to a mountain. How many of you know that sounds absolutely ludicrous? It sounds like, you know what, if you start talking to a mountain, maybe you're intoxicated, maybe you're drunk, maybe you're off your rockers. But Jesus said you can speak to the mountain and it shall be removed in your life. I find that to be interesting because what God told me is this, oftentimes many Christians are saying what they have. But he says here in Mark eleven twenty two, you can have what you say. And there's a difference. What am I saying? Many Christians are saying, you know, I have a bad relationship. I have a messed up marriage. You know, I have a rebellious teenager. I have some sort of sickness or diagnosis in my body. I have the meanest boss you ever met. They keep talking or confessing what they have. But Jesus said you can have what you say. In other words, you should be speaking the desired results. And I believe you can do that when you've been influenced or empowered by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, you know, we say things and we don't realize the power or the weight that they carry. The book of Proverbs tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
So when you open your mouth and you speak things, you release either death or you release life out of your mouth. And really, the enemy doesn't care what your intentions are. Some people say, oh, well, God know what I meant. He knows what I meant. No, you say what you say and mean what you say. I remember years ago when the Lord showed me this, my son, Devin, he's 33, 34 years old now. I think he was probably seven years old, six years old, maybe five years old when this happened. One morning I was getting up, getting ready to get dressed for work. And my son, Devin, comes downstairs and he's just whining. And he's just crying and just for no apparent reason. He's just crying and whimpering, having a bad morning, I guess. And it was agitating me and I'll never forget I ran in there where he was and he was on the steps coming down with his hand on the rail. And I looked at Devin and I said, boy, you can keep crying if you want to. And he kind of just kind of sucked it up and he understood I meant for him to be quiet. And he was quiet, you know, for a moment. I went back into my room, ironing my clothes. And lo and behold, a few minutes later, I hear him starting to cry again. I'm hearing these little whimpers come out and now I'm getting really agitated and I come out again and I said, Devin, what did I tell you? And he looked up at me and he said, you said I can cry if I want to. That's what I said, but that's not what I meant. And that's what happens so many times with us as believers. We license the enemy to do things in our lives that we really don't want him to do, but we don't say what we mean and mean what we say. And I think this is very important when it comes to us as believers, as Christians, because we need to be speaking the word of God. Remember when Jesus was going to heal one man's servant, he was going to go to his house. You know what the servant said to Jesus? He said, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only. In other words, all you got to do is speak God's word and speak it only. Don't speak the culture. Don't speak the tough times. Don't speak the darkness. Don't speak the frustrations. Don't speak what the doctor's report said. Don't speak how you feel. Don't no. Speak the word of God only. How do you do that? You do that because you're empowered and influenced by the Holy Spirit. I hope this is blessing you thus far. And so you can tell, I said, when you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it impacts how you talk, how you speak. And you can tell when an individual, listen to this, has been interacting with or who they've been influenced by based on how they talk. Isn't that true? How many of you have ever gone to pick your children up? Maybe they've stayed a weekend somewhere and you went to pick them up and they got in the car and you can tell, wow, the way they start talking, you start thinking the same kids that I dropped off aren't the same kids that I just picked up. Why? Because they've been under someone's influence. I can always tell when a member of my church has been talking to someone who may be somewhat unhealthy. You know, you ever heard someone say, man, that's that alcohol talking. Yeah, sometimes I can talk to a member and I know that's not John talking. That's that upset, mean, offended, bitter, mad member who's talking through John. In other words, John is just simply under their influence. And that's how it should be with us, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants us to yield our members to him and he wants to speak through us. That it's not really us talking, but it's him talking through us to other people. It's him talking through us to our spouse. It's him talking through us to our children. It's him talking through us to some unsaved person who needs Jesus in their life. 
that's when we ought to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so when you're under his influence or when you're under the influence of making this similarity of alcohol, how many, you know, you start to talk loud. Sometimes you talk bold. Sometimes you talk reckless. Sometimes you start talking trash. (laughs) As I began to think about that, you know, there are a lot of trash talkers in the Bible. I remember when uh, basically the three Hebrew boys were thrown in the fiery furnace because the king said that anyone who would not bow down to the image, the idol that I built would be thrown into the furnace. And here's what the Hebrew boys said. They started talking smack to the king. The king is the one who has authority. They said, king, we know you have the power. You have the authority to throw us into this burning fiery furnace. They said, but the God whom we serve, king, is well able to deliver us out of thine hand. Wow, how many you know that's talking some trash? In other words, that sounds crazy. That sounds illogical. That sounds somewhat preposterous, right? That sounds like it doesn't make sense. But you know what? It's the sound of being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm reminded when David was about to fight Goliath and Goliath stepped out on the battlefield and he's selling wolf tickets and telling the Israelites what he's going to do to them. And, and then David comes out there and he says, what is it that I'm a, you know, that y'all send this boy out to me like a dog? What am I and, and, and with a stick? And, and then David, you know, David pipes up and starts talking trash. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He said, let me at him, Saul, and I'll kill him and I'll feed his carcasses to the fowl of the air that Everybody might know that there is a God in Israel. David starts talking trash. In other words, it's like someone being under the influence of alcohol. It doesn't make sense. It it sounds illogical. It sounds crazy. It sounds preposterous. It doesn't make sense. But you know what it sounds like? It sounds like somebody who's under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm saying that once you're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, it impacts how you talk. I know sometimes it doesn't make sense, but it makes faith. Jesus stood up one day and he speaks to a storm. How do you know to talk to elements, to talk to the weather, to talk to waves, to talk to the wind? You must be drunk. What are you doing? But Jesus stands up and he speaks to a storm. And he says, peace be still. And there was a great calm. In other words, it obeyed him because he was speaking under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Another thing about people who are drunk, they talk to themselves. You know, this is biblical too, because the Bible tells us this. The Bible says, speaking to yourselves in Psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Wow. In other words, it's biblical for you to sometimes talk to yourself. David said, why my soul art thou cast down? He said, oh, my soul, why art thou disquieted in me? In other words, that was David talking to himself. That was David. You know, one time David had a child that died and the Bible says David was so distressed and depressed and he sat up on the earth. But it said one day David encouraged himself in the Lord. What was David doing? David started to talk to himself. It's the woman with the issue of blood. Remember 12 long years and the Bible says she heard about Jesus and she said within herself, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his 
garment. What was this woman doing? She was talking to herself. How many of you know sometimes you just got to talk to yourself? I want to look at a scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 1. It's interesting. And in 1 Samuel chapter 1, it's the story of Hannah. And Hannah had been desiring for a child. And she'd been praying to God to have a child, but she didn't have one up until this point. And she's praying and she's pouring out her soul before the Lord. And in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 12, it says, And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli, he's the priest, he marked her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. Do y'all see this? In other words, she's talking, but her voice can't be heard, but her lips are moving. What is she doing? She's talking to herself. And because she's talking to herself, the priest Eli thinks she's drunk. Remember, I told you there's some similarities between being under the influence of alcohol and being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And Eli said to her in verse 14, how long will thy be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Wow. In other words, she had been drinking in the spirit of God and pouring her soul out before the Lord in prayer, requesting that God give her a child. And if you know the rest of the story, she did have a child and his name was Samuel. And she ended up basically rededicating Samuel, Samuel back unto God. But I wanted you to see this parallel, this, 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 this similarity of a person who looks like maybe they've been drinking, but they hadn't been simply because they were talking to themselves. And I've learned in life as a believer, as a Christian, you know, sometimes I'm driving down the street in my car and my mouth is just a moving and I'm talking and I don't care. People may pull up beside me and say, he's crazy. He must been drinking. He in there talking to himself. But I've learned that I'm not crazy because I talk to myself. I've learned that I might go crazy if I don't talk to myself. There's times where I have to commune with God and speak the word of God over the situations that I'm dealing with in my life. You know, maybe sometimes you may have to, you know, before you get out of the car on a Monday morning, out of the parking lot to go into your job, maybe you need to encourage yourself by talking to yourself. Or maybe, you know, when you get home from work and you're sitting in the driveway before you get out of your car to go into the house, you need to encourage yourself by talking to yourself. Or maybe sometimes you're in, you know, traffic rush hour and before you start cussing somebody out because they cut you off in traffic, you have to calm yourself, encourage yourself and start talking to yourself so that you might not do something that's outside of the will of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How do you do that? You do that because you've been influenced by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And I think there needs to be seasons in our lives where maybe we have been misjudged. Maybe people have miscalculated. Maybe people have said, you know what? You, you've, been, you've been drinking. You, you, you're full of wine. But they're mistaken because what I'm full of is the Spirit of God. And there is a similarity in how I speak because I speak bold. 
I speak with courage. I speak sometimes reckless. I speak because it's lining up with the word of God and it's contradicting to how the world talks. And I'm just saying, if you're going to be a Christian, you ought to be a Christian that says, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that influences our life. I wouldn't live in this world today. As crazy as things are in the 21st century, that's crazy. This world seems to be going backwards. It seems to be slipping into hell on a banana peel. It seems like things are just so loose and so wild. There's no way I live. There's no way I'll be married. There's no way I'd raise a family without the guiding and the influence of the Holy Spirit. I need him to lead me. I need him to guide me into all truth. I hope that I've said some things today that has resonated with you. I hope I've said some things today that makes you even thirstier to receive the Holy Spirit into your spirit, into your heart, into your life. So these will help rule and reign your home, rule and reign in your marriage, rule and reign on your job, rule and reign in your business, rule and reign in your church. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that Jesus did not leave us comfortless, but he sent us another comforter. He's called the Holy Spirit. I want you to just take a moment and bow your heart, bow your heads as we pray as I close out. Father, I just thank you right now for all of those who have been listening and watching online. I thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit has been made available to each and every one of us who are believers, who are Christians, who are part of the family of God. And I pray that all of those who are listening who say, Pastor Lonnie, I want the Holy Spirit. I want to live the empowered life and life that has been influenced by the Holy Spirit. Listen, you just got to, all you got to do is just, just lift your hands right where you are. Open up your mouth as if you were taking a drink of water, as if you were taking a drink of some sort of liquid substance. That Holy Spirit will come into your heart. He'll come into your life just by asking him. I thank you right now, Father, for all of those who you're filling even right now with your Holy Spirit to live a life that has been influenced by God, changed, transformed, never to be the same again. I pray this in Jesus' name. God bless you, Waterview Church, and all of you who've been watching online today. I hope you've been blessed by the word of God.